This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. to the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronics Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. Some people fun and say that he can't float, but he's been known to do the impossible like Broadway Joe. He's your host, Icy Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, Icy Robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week is going to get a lot less week. We're going to uh, we're gonna catch up after Christmas and New Year's. We're going to talk to Migos. We're going to talk about, I don't know, we're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. I got a new song from uh, DJ Iceberg. It's here on the drive somewhere. I should have this queued up. Shout out to Ferg. Let me find it right now. Hold it now. Hit it. You don't have a better bad idea than this? This is the best bad idea we have, sir. By far. The future's coming whether we like it or not, but it ain't written anywhere that it includes any of us. Getting there ain't free. There's a cost. People who put up the money, they like to take the credit, but the credit belongs to them that built it them see that you are listening to the toys r us report the greatest podcast in the world hey it's me it's your dude i'm down here in one of the i guess you'd call it like a generator room on the um, the, uh, base down here in the commodore trench there are there are like turbines and like air pumps and all this stuff all around here, and I, I have been tasked with um sweeping out the, sweeping out the corners, and I, I'm doing so, doing a bit of a sweep, sweep rather. Nothing, nothing wrong with the war against filth. It's a, it's a noble fight, dudes. I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm just down here. I've had this, I've had this stuck in my head for like. I don't know, man. Close to a week now. I I don't know what it is, though. It's driving me... It's driving me crazy. You ever, like, you get one of these things in your head that you're not really, like, too sure about, and you keep humming it, and you keep singing it, and you keep thinking about it, and it starts to become more and more abstract. Like, you get to the point where you start wondering how far... How far away have you drifted from the original source material? This has to be so incredibly annoying for you as well. I, 
I apologize. I just, I got my recorder. I got this small recorder. It's um, an MP3 recorder. It's made by Olympus. And I've been bringing it around, trying to get some, like, Johnny on the spot stuff. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd, um, I wish, oh my gosh, I wish I knew what this was. It is a honeycomb cereal commercial from the 80s. Oh, hey, Iceberg, I didn't, I, uh, I didn't notice you there. I was, I was really involved in this, in this song here. You have been humming it for 5.7 days now. It is very annoying. Oh my gosh, you are right. It's that Honeycombs commercial. Dude, did you know that all along? Yes, of course I did. I remember everything I hear. I have a huge hard drive. So, you remember everything that you hear, and you heard me struggling with this song, and you... You knew it all along, and you never felt like maybe you should just, like, tell me the answer to this thing I've been wondering about? If you would have asked me, I would have told you. I figured you must not want to know. Dude, come on! That's not how it works. If you know the answer, generally you tell the person to, like, alleviate their their pain and their struggle, dude. Fleshbag personality quirks are not my concern. I knew the answer, and that was enough for me. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe you're right, dude. It's such a catchy song. I'd really, I'd really like to hear that again, dude. I gotta, I gotta go look that up or something. I can play it. Shut up. Wait, you can? I also record everything I hear, which with you around flapping your gums all the time is starting to tax even the limits of my huge hard drive. Hardy har har, dude. You're, you're full of jokes, but your name ain't Flex. Uh... Do you, do you think you could play it? I mean, I'd love to hear it if it's, like, not like a giant bother or a strain on your, uh, your CPU or whatever. Hold your horses. Let me find it. I am searching. Here it is. Honeycomb, big days. Honeycomb, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. Honeycomb's gone. A big, Part of this big, complete breakfast. That's it, iceberg dude. You did it. That was it. It's not small. No, no, no. Da 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 da. A big, big crunch. That is it. That's the song. Thanks, man. That was like. I wish you'd have done it sooner, but I, I can really appreciate you even like letting me know it all. It's been, it's been like burrowed inside my head for just oh my gosh forever now counting only the times that i was around you to notice you sang that song 137 times in entirety or in parts it was quite a peek into the weakness of your mind you could not help yourself i don't know if that's a peek into my weak mind as much as it's the the power of a catchy jingle i i don't know maybe what, what do you think I think that if you are captured by a jingle, that you must be weak. Come on, I don't know about all that, dude. How else is there to explain it? You are like a weak-minded rabbit being inserted in a simple box trap. I am embarrassed for you. I think you meant to say ensnared, dude, but I think you said insared. I did no such thing. Okay, then, then play it back, dude. Let's hear. You want me to play it back? Yeah, man, it's time to show and prove. I'm pretty sure you said insared. Okay, fine. I will play it back then. You are like a weak-minded rabbit being inserted in a simple box trap. 
See? I told you, dude. You said insared. I heard it as plain as day. You are incorrect as per usual. Nah, blood. You said insared. I said ensnared and you are simply not telling the truth because you always have to be right. Wait, hold on. I always have to be right? I will not stand for it. Good day, sir. Iceberg, come on, come back, dude. Okay, he slammed the door, he's out of here. Wow, that that really took a uh, turn there. It started off so nice with the great gate crunch. And an iceberg always. Man, that guy has a temper. Anyway, we're going to move along. Let's get into at the movies. <laughs> In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that Joe Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something new. It's Fishman. My son, you could unite our worlds one day. The land and the sea. The world needs something more. A hero. Aquaman. Yeah! We had first intended to see Aquaman the day before Christmas, but my folks were coming in town and it would have been, it would have been like cutting it really tight if we went to see the movie. So we decided that we'll, we'll save it for another day and as... As the days started to go by, my interest in Aquaman started to lessen and lessen. I always, I always see these superhero movies as soon as they come out, and I'm really, I'm really excited. I also feel like it's my responsibility to see these movies so that I can tell you guys whether I think it's good or not. So, so you may or may not waste your money out there, but the... The days kind of went by, and they kept going and going, and I I really just started losing interest in this movie. I started hearing from people that it's okay. There are some good effects and stuff, but it's not it's not like The Dark Knight Returns or anything. So I I started to I started to drift away from it, and I got this I got this weird feeling that you can you can just skip a superhero movie and the the world keeps going on it's not like it's not like anything happens and that was that was weird but eventually we did go to see aquaman and i i don't know i thought that it was all right it was okay it plays it plays a bit long there is a lot of stuff that i that i could have done without but there are a lot of really great visual effects. If you're into that kind of thing, this movie is, it's really up there. But to me, a movie like Aquaman or a movie like The Avengers, one of these big, one of these big movies, they're really starting to get to the point where it's like, it may be more animated movie than it is live action movie. I'm not saying that is either, I'm not saying it's like either good or bad. I I myself prefer, like, a live-action thing. I want, like, real things crashing into real things, and I want, like, real people throwing kicks at each other and stuff. That's just my preference. I get it. Either one, either one is cool. You can do whatever, you can do whatever you want, and I dig how a superhero movie honestly has to be almost animated because the fantastic things these dudes do could not be done in any other, any other fashion, and they had to create a whole 
Atlantis, and that this has to be, it has to be like a fantastic, crazy place, so I get it. The whole thing has to be a cartoon, but while I'm watching it, I, I do get taken out of it, because I am, I am watching a cartoon. I, I didn't hate it. I did not hate Aquaman. It was okay. I sat through the entire thing, but I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't like... It wasn't as fun as Avengers Infinity War or, like, a Black Panther or anything. I didn't even think it was as fun as, like, like the Justice League. Let me, let me break down the story a bit first before I, before I dig into it too deeply. The, the basic tale is that Aquaman is born. He is the legitimate heir to Atlantis, but he has to, he has to fight for his throne and he doesn't really want to because he's kind of, he's kind of like a cool surfer dude from, from Massachusetts or whatever. He's like a chill bro who likes to, uh, likes to go to the bar and likes to be in the ocean. He doesn't dig being the king. He doesn't want to do it. He's, he's Jason Momoa. He's got all, all kinds of quips and stuff. And I kind of have to admit that I don't think I'm feeling Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I don't know how I feel about this about this take that they're, that they're doing where he's just like, he's like this chill bro, you know, he just wants to be like left alone, he wants to swim in the ocean and stuff. I, I, I've always felt Aquaman is more, he's more of like an outsider, you know, I imagine that, that he's like awkward and weird when he's on the land because he like, he comes from down here in the ocean's depth and it's, it's odd for him to be up there with these surface dwellers and their weird customs and stuff and I, I could imagine him even being played by Aquaman's brother in the movie, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson plays, he plays Orm, who later becomes Ocean Master. I think that, I think that like I was, when I was looking at him, I'm like, I don't know, man. He looks, he looks a bit more Aquaman-y than the, than the dude they've cast as Aquaman. But people seem to like it. When we were at the movies, dudes were laughing at his quips, dudes were hooting when he was fighting, and people seem like they... They were really into it, so I don't know. Maybe I'm the one that's wrong, but I I wasn't feeling it all that much. His, his just, what's up, dude? I'm Jason Momoa. Hey, what's up, man? I got some quips. Hey, like, for example, one of his quips, he's talking to um Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's in the film, and he's... He's training him in Atlantean fighting techniques, right? And then and then later in the movie, he uses this move that uh, Willem Dafoe taught him, and he, he points that out to him, and Momoa's like... Yeah, you should know. You taught me that move, Cobra Kai. And I'm like, that's not even like a like a witty quip, but he delivers it and like people start hooting like it's hilarious. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I just was not feeling Momoa all all that much. I I don't know. And I kinda feel bad. I don't I don't like to talk down on people's performances in this way, really, because it's not it's not entirely his fault. He didn't write the quips. He didn't make the quips. He didn't make these weird situations he was in. He didn't make the dialogue. He's just, he's doing the best with what they, what they gave him. And, you know, God bless Jason Momoa. The movie had, it had some good stuff in it, though. It's not like, it's not like it's entirely bad. I like Patrick Wilson as Ocean Master. And when he, when he gets into the Ocean Master garb at the end, he is, he is like 100%. DC Comics Ocean Master, and that's, that's pretty fun. Also, Black Manta is in the movie, and it's always neat to see a uh, founding member of the Legion of Doom, the famed Super Friends villains, the Legion of Doom, in a, in a movie, and he looks a lot like, 
Well, he's like a pretty close approximation of the DC Comics version of Black Manta. The way that, the way that he looks now, the head, his helmet is a bit bigger than the one that you're used to from the cartoon. But he looks, he looks pretty cool, man. And he has, he has some legitimate motivations for, for hating Aquaman. You gotta see the movie. I'm not gonna, not gonna spoil anything like that, but these... The villains in this do have reasons for doing what they are, what they are doing. And that's always, that's always a plus in the, in the post Thanos world. I think that you have to have a villain who in, at least in their eyes, is on the right side. That adds to the story. And they do have that. I, I gotta give it to them. Anyway, I'm, I'm at the movie I'm watching the movie. I'm sitting there. I'm not having a terrible time. I'm not thinking it's a fantastic movie. I I do like... I kind of want to go. I want it to be over. It's, it seems to be really long. And it's all... It's all fine. It's all silly fun stuff. You get to see Aquaman riding on a seahorse. You get to... You get to see him control fish with his mind. What else? Now, from Aquaman's brain, telepathic emanations fan out through the deep, summoning a giant sea turtle. What else do you want in a in an Aquaman movie? But I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like this should be over, but it's going, it's going, it's going. But um, the people in the audience, the other people seem to be really eating it up. People are laughing. People were hooting, like I said. I, I, I don't know. I, the movie's over. And I start stretching out my legs. I'm like, I'm like getting ready to go. I dust myself off in case I have any like loose popcorn particles. And then all of a sudden, the whole place breaks into applause. People start applauding like crazy. I was, I was absolutely shocked. I think this movie has the distinction of being what I would consider to be the worst movie I've ever seen where the audience started to applaud when it was over. I, I saw my uncle. My uncle's a great guy, real salt of the earth, man of the people, and I, I saw him, and we're like, what you chatting? And he, he mentions to me that he saw Aquaman, I'm like, oh, that was, uh, that wasn't that great, man, what did you, what did you think? And he goes, oh, I loved it. I go, wow, man, he goes, you want to know what I would rate it? And I said, yeah, hit me up, and he goes, four stars, and I go, four stars? Out of what? And he goes, five, and I'm like, you're bugging, but uh, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I, unlike my uncle, am going to go ahead and give Aquaman 2.5 2. 5 mics. 2.5 mics. Kojak the Night Stalker will not be seen tonight so that we may bring you the following special program. Watch Kolchak the Night Stalker next week at its regularly scheduled time. Miko presents. Miko Watch 2018 and Beyond. By Miko. Pretty soon we're going to have to change that to a Miko Watch 2019 and Beyond. I I probably should have already done it, but uh, what are you gonna do? I I don't know. I'm actually I'm still recording this in the uh, in the year of 2018. What we're gonna do for this Mego watch is we're gonna go over the Mego stuff that I got that I got for the Christmas season. It was a it was a Mego rich year, man. Let me let me start with well, I'll start with the one that's the the closest to me, and that is the face of the screaming werewolf. He is an eight inch. 
He's an 8-inch Marty Abrams-approved werewolf. He has, he has like a red flannel shirt and some green pants and, um, some cool, like, werewolfy feet. His face, his face is a bit weird. I like his teeth. I like his fangs. But it, um, it kind of looks like a, uh, I think I may have said this before. It looks like a truffle from C's Candy. This is one that I had, that I had before. I had a real hard time coming across this one. But the, uh... The wife was nice enough to pick me up an additional one so that I so that I would have one to keep and one to open up. I don't always do that, but I am trying to get a set of the monsters. I got them hanging up in the garage on the um on the earth base and they look pretty they look pretty neat. I haven't opened this one up yet, but I am going to. I've had it hanging on my wall for so long. I I I took the one that she gifted me and that's the one that I put up, put up uh, on display because I felt like the one that I've had, the one that I've had longer, should be the one that I that I actually open. I just I have not I have not done it yet. He does look delightful though. I can't wait to um I can't wait to bust him out and put him with my uh with my other monsters right now on my uh my small Mego display in the Earth base. I got the Gene Simmons. The demon, the kiss demon that I finally opened, and then I got Frankenstein, and I took Paul Stanley's, Paul Stanley's, uh, bass, and I gave it to Frankenstein, and he's rocking out, and Gene Simmons is, like, rocking out right there with him. When I, when I bust open this werewolf, I'm gonna see what other musical instruments I can find to give him so that he can join, so that he can join the, uh, he can join the rockin'. I also found, like, a small, like, a small speaker I believe it is a wrestling accessory, like something you would slam, something you'd slam your, uh, your Chris Jericho action figure on back in the, back in the Attitude Era, or whatever. I found that, and I got it, I got it right beside Frankenstein, so it looks like he's, he's really doing it, like he's playing through this, uh, this speaker. It's pretty fun. I, I kind of want to give Frank the axe, the axe, um, guitar that, uh, Gene Simmons has. But right now, right now he has Paul Stanley's instrument. Paul Stanley's in the back. He has, like, an acoustic guitar that I know, that I know came from a, a Honky Tonk Man, a, a WWF Honky Tonk Man figure that I had. It's, it's on Mego scale. They're all, they're all getting ready to rock. And I can't wait till the werewolf, the werewolf gets to join them. I, I did a, uh, like, a search at one point, actually, like, looking for Mego musical instruments. I wanted to see if I could find, like, a saxophone or, like, a stand-up bass or something. And all I was able to find was, like, replica Kiss guitars. They're cool. I, I may get one. I could also, I could also take a Jimi Hendrix guitar, but I don't, I don't want to do that. He's actually in the scene. He's in the scene rocking out. Let's, uh... Let's see what else. I'm just going to reach across and I'm going to go toward the um the next one that I got. I was lucky enough to be gifted the 14-inch Superman. He is he's a delightful figure, dude. I really like these 14-inch Migos. I I don't know. It is very much a doll, but it's such a um such a charming figure. I know that's the word I use every time that I talk about these 14-inch ones, but uh they're they're pretty cool. The one that I have has loose joints. He's a bit loose in the hips, and he's kind of loose in the uh, legs, so it might be hard to put him in, like, a permanent standing pose. But I, I took him out, but I like to store him in the box. They they don't have a lot of, um, they don't take up a lot of shelf space, because they're kind of, they're tall, but they're thin. I have them along the windowsill of the earth base, the ones that I have, and they, they look pretty cool in there. But this is a very nice Superman. He has the... 
He has the classic look with the red underwear and the yellow belt over his blue tights. He has the he has the spit curl. He's very reminiscent of the legendary Christopher Reeve. His cape is great. He he for some reason and I'm reaching for the box which uh actually fell over. For some reason he comes packaged with a with a piece of kryptonite. That seems that seems a little cold-blooded, but maybe it's the only way to um keep him weak enough inside the box, you know, he'll he'll burst free. This is a real fun figure. I I might have felt a bit self-conscious playing with this back when I was um back when I was a young sprat, but now now I have fully accepted the fact that I play with dolls. It's just it is what it is. He's dope though. He has red boots. I haven't let me try to take these boots off. I haven't oop, popped right off. Super easy. The boots are nice. He has little stocking feet. Let me um let me get him back. Ah let me get him back on there. I I would rate this figure very high, especially if you if you can pick him up on one of the many times he's been on sale. These are always on sale over at uh over at um target.com. I I'm very appreciative of this. It was a very nice gift from the uh, from the wife. Excuse me, I'm away from the microphone right now. I'm putting soups back inside of uh, putting him back inside of here. He fits in nicely. He looks gorgeous inside of the inside of the display box. If you absolutely, I can't get the tab back in here. Let me um, let me see. I gotta gotta get this piece inside of here. This piece over here, and this piece over here, and now. Now he is sealed. Let's see what else I got that was Mego-rific. I was also lucky enough to be gifted the 14-inch Flash. He is based on the on the classic Barry Allen Flash, not the CW Barry Allen Flash, the one that would be the one that would be in the Justice League, not the Ezra Miller Justice League movie. This is more like the Super Friends one, the one that would be Hanging out at the Hall of Justice with Batman and Superman, like, drinking coffee and stuff. He, he's a gorgeous figure. I like the yellow belt that has a, kind of a lightning bolt on it. What I dig about that is when he runs, right? If he's not going at, like, super duper speed to where you cannot see him in any way, you'll see, like, this yellow lightning bolt go by this red streak with a yellow lightning bolt because of the lightning on his belt and the lightning around his, around near his wrists, near his elbows. It's, it's a real cool design. This is also just a beautiful figure. His yellow boots with, he has treads on the bottom of his boots, like in the comics. What a, what a nice touch. There's also, he has like a Flash logo accessory that comes on the, it comes attached to the card. What I remember hearing somewhere is that at one point this was going to be like a button, like a pin, like a pin back that you could wear, but they were like some kind of safety issues. They couldn't get, they couldn't get these in line, so they just, uh, they just attached it in there as a little logo. I, I dig this figure a lot. I think that he's, I think it's just so charming, man. The face, the costume, the material, everything. This is... This is another real winner. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm trapping myself into the point where I'm going to have to end up getting the, getting the entire Justice League. I, I don't know, man. These figures are really fun. They make me wish that I still played with toys. Sure, sure I could if I wanted to, but it wouldn't be the same. Now, now it's more like I just pose them and take figures of them. But this one is... This one is really cool. I got this from the kid. The kid 2.0. The wife was like, hey, 
2.0 wants to know what she should get you for Christmas. And I said, uh, tell her to give me the Flash. The 14-inch Flash. So she ordered it online, and, uh, that was that. I got what I wanted. She got out of it easy at a, at a not bad price at all. It was like a win-win. When, when somebody does that, you know, like, the kid will ask the wife what they should get you. Just tell them. It's easier. If you get a gift that you don't want, it's like a waste of money, you know? It's good to, um, it's good to point out to people what, uh, what might make you happy. Especially if you're like me, if you're like a collector sort, people want to, they want to help you add to your collection, but they don't know what you have, they don't know what you don't have, they don't have like a insight into that weird, that weird vision that you have of what's cool and what's not cool. So a lot of times they end up getting you something that you may not necessarily want, like per se a, per se a, uh, like a Funko Pop, they go and they get you like, a set of, uh, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, uh, Funko Pops, and you're like, the Young Bucks are alright, but I don't like, uh, I don't like Pops, and I don't really, like, want any, like, uh, Young Bucks merch, so, that wasn't even anything that happened, so I don't look into it, uh, that much, but it is something that I, that I could see happening, like, somebody might go, oh, I see robots, I know he likes wrestling, and I know he likes, he likes toys, he must like Funko Pops, I, I was over at Hot Topic the other day, and I saw those Funko Pops of the Young Bucks, and I, I picked them up for you. And next thing you know, you gotta uh, end up having to display some Young Bucks Funko Pops in your uh, in your office. Anyway, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we will be right back with a uh, with a couple more amigos. <laughs> superhero collection featuring Batman and the other half of the dynamic duo Robin. The Hulk, that green superhero, he's fully posable. Falcon, the winged black superhero. Shazam and Iron Man. The world's greatest superheroes collection. Each superhero action figure sold separately from Mego. Alright, we are back after the commercial break, a a paid advertisement from Mego back in the back in the 70s. Let's see, we got we got a couple more things that I'm gonna talk about that I got, but I want to talk about one thing I didn't get that I that I just saw. And this is the it is the 14-inch Joe Namath. I think this was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. I am not certain if it was that or one of the other one of the other major cons that is out there now, but I, I had heard talk of this figure. I knew that it existed, but I hadn't seen one. And just the other day, somebody on one of the, I think it was the Mego Ambassadors, they, they posted a pic of the, of the Joe Namath, and I just want to say it is out of sight. The face, the face looked like Broadway Joe, and the best part was, he was wearing a fur coat. It was. It was beautiful, like that famous shot of him on the uh, on the sidelines, rocking that fur coat, looking seventies riffic. This is a tremendous figure. I don't know if I will ever be able to get one. More than likely not. I don't even know what they are selling for right now. I know not. Let's let's find out. I guess we could. We could always do that. That's a time killer. Let's uh let's log on to the uh, the world's biggest marketplace, eBay, and we will see You've got what mail. a Joe name ass 14 inch 
14 inch Mego. See, I still got that. I still got that tune stuck in my head. Honeycomb is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. Here is one. There's two days left in the auction, and it's going for 102.50. There doesn't seem like there's a lot of them. Here is here's the old 12-inch uh, 1975 uh, Mego. That one. That one's going for 375. Yikes. I did not know. Here is a football uniform. Somebody has a football uniform. It's all dirty. Hmm. Interesting. I, I don't know, dude. I'm not like a giant Mr. Football or anything, but Broadway Joe is dope, and that 14-incher that is. It's terrific. If you ever see one out there, think about your dude. Buy it. Mail it to me, and I'll, uh, I'll give you a shout-out on the show. It's a pretty dope figure. Let's, uh, let's get back to stuff that I got. Let's... Let's get away from the talk of the 14-inch Migos. And what I got next is... It's on the 8-inch scale, but it was not made by the Mego Corporation. It was, in fact, made by... It was made by Figures Toy Company, which do a lot of... They do a lot of really high-quality re-Mego stuff. They have, like... They have, like, the Batman TV show license, and they have the monkeys. They make a beautiful set of the monkeys. They make, like, a lot of Hanna-Barbera. A lot of Hanna-Barbera stuff. They... They are definitely a high-quality company. This is one of the first figures of theirs that I've owned. I've seen them at shows and stuff. And this figure is... It's the Yvonne Craig Batgirl from Superman. Batman, rather, 1966. She is... She's a dynamite figure. She's wearing the, uh, you know, the classic... The classic purple outfit. She, um... Does have those weird hips that Mego females sometimes has. She has a golden... A golden utility belt, and the head sculpt is a very, very Yvonne Craig. And whereas a, whereas like a Mego can only kind of turn its head around, like, like it's saying no, her head can go up and down as if she's saying yes, she can look up, she can look down. A real, real dynamite figure. The hair, the hair is actually nice, and I like how it just pokes out the, the back of her mask. The, the best feature, uh, in my opinion, is there's wire. There's wire in her cape so that you can, you can make it look like it's flowing and stuff. I, I dig this one a lot. And one of the, um, other neat things, it comes with a, uh, what you would call collector-friendly packaging, meaning you can take her out, you can put her back in, it opens up, it's like a snap case, it doesn't get damaged by, by moving her about. Presently, I think I'm gonna hang her up on the wall in the office near my other Batgirl figures, as you know. I'm a bit of a Batgirl figure collector, but I might, I might bring her out and pose her with her, with her cape, her cape looking as if it's flowing in the wind. This is, this is better than the quality of the Migos we're getting over at Target now, but you gotta consider, this is like a $30 action figure compared to a Mego, which is like a $12, $12 price point. I think at that, at that price, a Mego is a bargain. This one, it's like... It's a bit high-end for me. I don't like to pay this much for an action figure. I, I will, from time to time, get a Marvel Legend, which is going on, like, 24 bucks nowadays. But, um, I... I don't know, but I am super glad that this was, um... This was given to me. It's... It covers a couple areas of interest. You got Mego, you got Batgirl, and you got Yvonne Craig. Yvonne Craig was, like, one of the first girls I ever, ever had a crush on. Like, her... Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, um, Catwoman, 
on the show, of course. I I don't know. I was always into those uh those pop culture babes, I suppose. The next thing on the list here of Christmas Mego watch, and this is something I actually bought for myself, but it came at the it came around the time the wife was wrapping Christmas gifts. So I said, hey, wrap this and throw it under the tree and I'll I'll appreciate it when Christmas time comes around. It is the it's the 14-inch blue and gray Batman. I have yet to open him. He's still He's still in the box. I I picked this up on eBay and I actually picked it up for less than it costs in the store because the box is damaged on the top. His uh his bat horns are kind of poking through the top and whoever bought it didn't didn't want it, but I I care not. And this was at the time when it was really hard to find. There was this period of time where you could not find this on the target.com. You couldn't find him in the store. So, when I saw him for like 14 bucks, I, I definitely escaped him up. I'm going to open him up at some point, but I have I have yet to. I definitely I definitely dig him a lot. He comes with a like a grappling hook, like a bat themed grappling hook. I don't know if he has any string. I don't see any string. It may be the kind of situation where you gotta where you gotta supply it yourself. I'm fine. That's fine. So so far I got I got Batman, Superman, the Flash. Harley Quinn and Batgirl. I may or may not get the Green Lantern. I kind of want to, but I also kind of don't. If I if I see the Wonder Woman in the store, I guess I will get her at this point just to just to have the DC Holy Trinity of her, Superman and Batman. Plus it is it is a nice uh nice doll. I I've only ever seen her at the Roner Park Target. And when I did, I didn't buy her and I don't know if she's still there or not. Probably not, but at some point this weekend I'm gonna I'm gonna go down over there and I'm gonna see. I will let you know. I'll let you know next week if I if I found that or not. These are all really great figures. I got them standing in a row on the windowsill down in the earth base, and they they look absolutely terrific. This one's really great. They also made a um a different one, like a Golden Age Batman, where he's wearing black and gray. And I I heard there were some issues with the neck, so I was waiting for this one to come out, and he's. He's pretty cool, man. I I dig these. They make me wish that I still played with toys. I said that earlier. I I don't play with them. I just pose them. I don't know. Uh, let's see. What is next? I got one one more thing. Don't worry. It's small. It's gonna be short. You'll be you'll be fine. The final Mego thing I got is an Action Jackson accessory set in which it contains a karate gi. Action Jackson is. He was one of the first wave Migos. I believe he was actually the first figure Migo ever released. Way, 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 way back in the day. He's like a man of action, dude. He wears a jumpsuit. He has a gun. He's always ready to fight. He is one of my favorite Migos of the of the new releases. And one of the gimmicks they did with him way back in the day was they had a bunch of accessory packs. So you could you could take Action Jackson, he could go skin diving, or he could go, like, parachuting, or whatever. And one of the things he can do, well, let's see. Let's see, they have a list here on the back. He could be an Aussie Marine, or in the Air Force, or the Navy, or the Ski Patrol, a Frogman, the Rescue Squad. He could be a cowboy. He could ride a motorcycle. He could go jungle safariing. He had a snowmobile outfit. There was one with a uh, secret agent. And then they had a series, a series of sports outfits. I find these... I find these appealing. Here's one where he was a surfer. He could play football, baseball, hockey. He could fish. Or he could do karate. Karate is the one I have. I I love this a lot. I have yet to open it. I feel bad opening it. But it is 
it's super crushed. They would never open like a very well, a very well maintained box from the from way back when this one. When was this? It does not say. It was made by Mego Corp. Way back, way back in the days of yours. I don't know. I don't know. It says do or dare. He's everywhere. Action Jackson. I dig Action Jackson a lot. I can't wait to bust into this. He he has a gi inside of it with a black belt, also a yellow belt, a red belt, and a purple belt. So if you want, you could go through all the all the different levels with your man Action Jackson. And it has what I believe what I believe is supposed to be like a board for him to smash. I'm not really sure what that is. It's like a wooden block. I'm guessing he I'm guessing he punches it with his with his karate. I also really like this football outfit. I would get I would get any of these. I don't know, man. I don't really want to, like... I don't want to take off Action Jack's uh, jumpsuit and put him into this. But I will. I'll do it soon. It feels a bit too much, um... A bit too much, like, doll play. I have fully accepted the fact that Migos are dolls and that I play with dolls. But I, I still like to retain some of my masculinity and not have them change their clothes. But I'm going to do it, man. Because the idea of Action Jack's in a karate suit, it's just... It's amazing. So there... There you have it. There was my Migo... Terrific Christmas. I hope that you guys all got Migos for Christmas. I hope you got the ones you wanted. Hope you got the werewolf. Maybe a Frankenstein. Maybe a Dracula. There were so many fun Migo gifts out there. That, uh, I hope you got one too. And I hope you had a great time playing with them. Let's, let's move into the final segment. Jackson Jackson is my name. Bold adventure is my game. Think of what you'd want to be, then call on me. I want to be a frogman. Jackson Jackson. Jackson Jackson. An Aussie Marine. Action Jackson adventure outfits. Action Jackson. All sold separately. Action Jackson. By Migo. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment, the Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. Alright, we are back for the final segment of the show. This is the one where, like, I talk about things or things that I saw or things that I don't... I don't know. This is, like, the odds and ends. This is the bit where... Anything goes, man. We can talk about whatever we want, but we do we do have some important catching up to do. After I did the second edition of the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame belated inaugural entries, I got a message from my dude Sammy on Facebook. Sam and I are also Pokemon friends. Sam lives in the he lives in the Orient. He sends me very, very interesting Pokemon gifts. So big shout out to Sam the Nightcrawler. He he mentioned to me that I had only done nine. Nine entries per Hall of Fame edition. And it's interesting to me that nobody else noted this. There is an easy explanation for this. I, I have these note cards. I keep these note cards during the course of the week. And there are things that I talk about on the show. And I, 
I had written out the Hall of Fame entries on the note card all the way down, and then you flip it over on the flippy flip, and you got to see number 10. I had not, I had not noticed there were only nine, so I didn't flip them over. We only got nine, but now, now we shall unveil the final two entries in the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame. No more than a few times a generation, a film proves through the power of repeat viewings that it has stood the difficult test of time and become a time-honored legend. This is the Icy Robots Radio 5 Mark Movie Hall of Fame. Alrighty, tidy whitey, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the, thanks for all the generous applause. The applause goes to those... That are being put in the hall. We only have two movies today. These are two movies that are long, long overdue. Let's, let's get to it. The number one movie that we are going to induct this week is a movie known as Superman 2. The three villains from Krypton have taken over the White House. Now, kneel before thought. Metropolis is almost in ruins. And Superman has lost his powers. Or has he? As the adventure continues in Superman 2, rated PG. Now play. Check newspapers for local listing. Superman 2 is a 1981 film that stars Christopher Reeves as Superman and Terrence Stamp as General Zod. This is, this is the continuing adventures of Superman from the earlier film Superman 1. Duh, you guys all know this. This is, to me... And I think to most people, the best one in the Superman franchise. You see, you see General Zod come down, try to take over the country. They fight. Superman battles back. It's, it's an amazing, amazing movie. You get an incredible performance from Christopher Reeves. You get a terrific performance from uh, Terrence Stamp as General Zod. He kicks the famous quote, Neil. Neil before Zod. It's Neil before Zod. It's amazing, man. This movie used to um it really it really like put a scare into me as a kid when when Superman's down and out and the bad guys take over the White House, man. That really that really did a number on me. You like to you like to think that you have some kind of safety when you're a youth and seeing somebody just come in there, make the president kneel, do all these horrible things. It really Really put a fright into me. Superman 2 is also arguably the best superhero movie that there has ever been. I I know some people might say The Dark Knight or maybe The Winter Soldier. Some of the some of the more educated may say Mask of the Phantasm or Lego Batman, but to me, this may be the one. This would bear a lot more discussion than we have time for right now, but Superman 2 is it's undoubtedly a five mic movie. Let's let's jump ahead and see what is the next and final entry in the five mic movie Hall of Fame inaugural class belated. Hit me. Finally, a film all critics agree on. Baby Driver is astounding. <laughs> You're damn right. Its Rotten Tomatoes score has gone through the roof. That's pretty impressive, right? With critics saying it's the best, most original action movie of the summer. <laughs> yeah, some Oscar right there. And Rolling Stone rates it will knock the wind out of you. Do all your stories end up with somebody dying? I guess you just gotta find out. Baby Driver. 
I absolutely love the movie Baby Driver. When it was in the theater last year, 2017, I think I saw it five times. It's, it's, I can't say enough good about it. It is just an amazing movie. It won the Summer Movie Award for, um, Best Picture in 2017. It was number two on the top five of the year. Number one was Dunkirk. I stand by that, but I... I don't know, man. Baby Driver has just, like, really started to speak to me more and more and more as, I, as I've as i seen it over and over again on cable. It was on HBO, then it was on, like, Cinemax, and I, I watch at least a bit of it every single time I see it. The movie is so, it is just so rewatchable. The story's great. The driving is amazing. They had so much great music. I... I just, I, I love this movie. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. You also get some really great performances from Kevin Spacey. I know you're not supposed to think that, but he is. He is still a good actor despite everything. John Hamm, Ansel Elgort. This is, this is a terrific movie. I understand there's a sequel. A sequel in the works. I don't know how I feel about that, but I, I'll definitely go see it. This movie is great. This movie is just so great. If you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it high enough. Go rent the Blu-ray. Go watch it on YouTube. Just watch it wherever you can. Once it starts going, man, you will not be able to quit paying attention. It's just, it's just awesome. It's also, it's also one of like two movies that I've seen over the past couple of years that I was sitting in the theater and I felt like this might be it. This might be the Five Mike movie. As long as I've been doing the T-R-U-R-P-T, no movie has yet gotten five mics when I'm in the, when I'm in the theater with it, but I'm like, this one, this one could be it. There was also one that came out this year that we'll talk about when I do the top five movies of the year that came really, really, really close, but it didn't, it didn't make it. I don't know what it's going to take for me to pull the trigger in that direction. I, I just don't know. It's hard. It's hard though. It's hard to see a movie and the first time you watch it go, this is a five mic classic. But I'll tell you, man, Baby Driver, Baby Driver almost made me do it. So I'm going to go one more time over the, over the 20 that we got in the um, opening class of the Hall of Fame. We got Star Wars, Empire Jedi, Escape from New York, Flash Gordon, Alien, Cannonball Run, Blues Brothers, Pulp Fiction, and then you got Boogie Nights, Rocky, Goodfellas, Training Day, Step Bros, Dazed and Confused, Rushmore, Clerks, The Departed, Superman 2, and also Baby Driver. As I record this right now, it is just past Christmas, and I realize that for you guys, Christmas was a while ago, but for me, it's fresh in my mind, and I thought I would, I thought I would take a few minutes and give my thoughts on what this, uh, what this past, what this past Christmas has brought to me as far as gifts and as far as what I did and things of that such. I guess overall it was a pretty fair Christmas. There was there was a lot of stress going on with like these uh you know, these nursemaid duties I've been dealing with and stuff, and it made made like getting the shopping done on time difficult. And it made it difficult to get the get the uh Toys for Tots donations over to the over to the place. I got a lot of stuff this year for the Tots. I talked about that. I got the I got those two Toys R Us bags full of stuff that I picked up when the when the good old TRU shuttered, as well as I picked up a couple Migos. I don't know if I talked about this. It's been, it's been such a long time that I'm, I'm falling behind on what I actually talked about. But I, I picked up a Frankenstein Migo and an Action Jackson Migo. And I donated those to the actual, 
the actual factual Toys for Tots over at the at the Rinkin Valley Fire Station. I understand that this year was a difficult one for Toys for Tots. Toys for Tots corporate sponsor was Toys R Us, and and when the when the toy giant went down, they lost a lot of they lost a lot of toy donations, and they lost a lot of money, and they lost a lot of support. So that is a shame. I was happy to get a get at least a couple things over to the Toys for Tots. I I like it, man. I don't know. I I saw the Frankenstein over at the store, and at the same time, I saw the Action Jack. So I'm like, these would be so fun for some kid to uh, play with. I hope that. I hope that when Christmas rolled around, the kid that got the Frankenstein was... I hope he was the sort that likes a monster doll. I hope this really, uh... You know, I hope that if he's not the type that maybe... Maybe it'll, uh, alter his path a bit. You know, maybe he'll expand his horizon past iPad apps. And get into the world of, uh, Frankensteins and Action Jacks. You never know. It's possible. It's... It's unlikely. But it is... It is possible. I like to think that it actually happened, though. It's, uh, it's important, you know, to do your charity work around Christmas time. I think next year we're actually going to volunteer for a few days over at the, uh, at the charity donation center. When we went down to drop stuff off, you could tell these people were, they were feeling the pressure. And I, I would imagine so with all the donations rolling in and you got to get the right things to the right people. It's, it's a lot of work. I think next year we're going to go down and help out for a couple days. At least, at least we're going to try our best. I, I think we'll actually do it. I, by making it public, I now have to do it, or else I shall I shall be shamed. I shall be shamed out in the open. What else? What else is going on? I guess I guess this whole thing with KB Toys that we heard about around the time that uh, the Toys R Us shut down. I I guess that never came to be. I guess as far as I have seen or heard, I may be wrong. There may be some people holding out, but as far as I have seen or heard. There were no KB Toy pop-up stores anywhere. I also don't think that the the Party City plan spin-off Toy City. I don't think that any of those ever ever popped up. They may have it may just be that nobody posted pictures of them, but I don't I don't think so. I kind of suspected that the KB Toy thing was hooey and Lord forgive me if it turns out that they were all over the place and I just never saw any pictures of one, but um I I kind of suspected it was a bit of a hokum. I thought that, at the best, it would turn out to be like a Jeffrey's Toy Box over at Kroger's, which didn't look too great from what I've what I've seen. It's sad. I think that over the first Christmas, without a Toys R Us in it, in my opinion, the, the Targets and the Walmart both did pick up the pace a bit. I feel like the Walmart had more space dedicated to toys and they did run a few separate like separate commercials walmart commercials that were aimed just at the just at the toy set i also i got a toy mailer from target and walmart so i don't know man i don't know who's going to who's going to dominate this going forward i would say my gut goes with target i feel like they they have, like, a more refined toy aisle. I have more fun going to the Target toy section than through the through the Walmart section. And that's probably because right now Target has all the Migos and stuff. I understand the Mego license is going to go gonna go wider starting after Wave 4. But who knows? We'll, we'll see how that turns out. But I do have more fun looking over at the Target than I do looking over at the Walmart. I... I would like to see some of these Walmart exclusive Transformers I've been seeing all over the place. Especially 
with my dude Rob from zonebase.org has been posting pictures of some of these throwback bumblebees and stuff. I don't, I don't collect Transformers, but I would want a bumblebee if I had the chance. Bumblebee is one that I, I remember having. He was one of the more expensive ones and probably one week, probably one week I, I did not get myself a G.I. Joe. Like, let's say one week I passed on Lifeline and I said, oh, I'll hazard a chance at getting this bumblebee. But I did, I did have him. So I would like to pick up one of those. They, the face is different. I've heard that the face on the new release throwback bumblebee is closer to the, close to the animated face than the face of the Transformer from way back in the day. But you'd have to ask over at zonebase.org. I, I am by no means a Transformer expert. I'm probably like the farthest thing there is, there is from it. I know like, Megatron, Soundwave, Starscream, I know Bumblebee, I know Unicron, I know, I don't know if I even know any others. There may be some that I've heard of, but their names aren't jumping at, out of my, out of my brain right now. What's the name of the dinosaur ones? The, uh, oh, I don't know. Leader One is that one. Psykill, I think that those are Transformers. I, I don't know. Overall, though, Christmas was, Christmas was fun. To get back, to get back on, on the main topic, we took, like, this detour into, uh, Christmas toy stores and stuff. But to get, to get back onto the, uh, on the main vein, we, we had a good Christmas. My folks came down to the Earth base, which is always nice. It's always stressful when your folks come to visit because you want them to think that you're you're doing great. You want them to see like the best of everything. You want them to know you're doing great, so so that they won't worry about you. You know, especially now that I am a parent, I realize how much time I spend worrying about the kids. So I definitely don't want my folks to worry about me in any way. So when they come down, I want them to have a good time. I want it to be great. I want it to be fantastic, and it did. It did turn out to be pretty fun. We went to the movies and we saw a uh, Green Book over at the Summerfield Theater. That was a lot of fun. Nice, nice feel-good ending on that movie. And the the time that it's set is around Christmas time. So that was that was fun. And then we had a ham and we had um, a lot of fun over at the at the Earth base. We. We set out like a, a Hickory Farms deal. We went over to the Hickory Farms in Cottingtown. We got like a like a turkey summer sausage, and we got one of those one of those like cheese balls with um like nuts and stuff on the outside. I don't know what the deal with those are, but they're great around Christmas time. We got one of those with crackers, and we set out like some olives and stuff. It turned out to be turned out to be pretty good. We watched a lot of. We watched a lot of YouTube in the background that day. We we found a bunch of like Andy Williams Christmas specials and a couple like Dean Martin Christmas specials and some uh some Christmas episodes of the Johnny Cash show and we had those we had those like playing in the back, you know, there's a lot of music, a lot of skits and stuff. We had those playing in the background while we while we chit-chatted and stuff. It turned out to be like a lot of fun. It was stressful though cuz I wanted it to be I want it to be terrific. I want all the gifts to be terrific. I want everything to be great. We we got them a Hickory Farms thing to go, as well as a box of C's candy. C's is this, uh, it's like this California institution. They have terrific, like, chocolates and stuff. And we got them a box of C's, got the Hickory Farms, and they, they've since headed back. It's sad to see them go. I wish they, I wish they lived closer. Those of you who don't live too near your folks, you know how sad it is, man. I'd like to see him more often. I'd like to see him every day if I could. I 
I get along terrific with my with my folks. Let's uh, let's see. Uh, so outside of the Migos that I talked about earlier, what else did I get for Christmas? I got a. It's like an advent calendar of socks. It's a bunch of Star Wars socks. This. This came from Target. I saw this when we were over there, but it's dope. It's 12, 12 pairs of socks. You can all never, you can never have too many socks, man. And I like, I like themed socks. What else? What else did I get that was non-Migo that I have not talked about? I got a, I got a big photo book of, uh, the Queen of Halloween, the Mistress of the Dark herself, Elvira. I've wanted this for a while. I think that she published it herself, I, I may be wrong on that. It's, it's big and it has like a big picture of her face on the cover. And the whole thing is like these, these neat photo shoot pictures. And there's like a lot of behind the scene pictures and a lot of, a lot of pictures of like concept art of various Elvira looks and stuff. If you happen to be like an Elvira fan, this is definitely the book for you. It's a lot of fun. This has been out for a few years. I've wanted it, but I... I never wanted to, uh, I never wanted to dish out the dough to buy it for myself. I'm, I'm thrifty. So I was happy to see this one under, under the tree. What else did I get? I must have got something else. Oh, this was one of the best presents that I, that I got. My bro got me a Carney Lansford starting lineup figure. It's dope. Carney's reaching out for the stretch, picking something off the, uh, on the hot corner there at third. If you don't know, starting lineups was this series of like baseball, football, basketball. I think they did boxing and a couple other sports action figures that Kenner put out back in the back in the eighties. They're not the best figures. They don't have a lot of a lot of mobility. They're more statues with movable arms than they are actual uh, action figures. I think it would have been fun if instead of making starting lineups back in the day, the Kenner came out with like. Star Wars style three and three quarter inch action figures of your of your favorite ball players. Sure, they wouldn't have a lot of details. You wouldn't be able to tell a uh, Mark McGuire from a uh, Jose Canseco, save for the save for the skin tone and hair color. But it still would have been still would have been more fun than you got with the actual uh, starting lineups. But I still I have a lot of nostalgia for these, and I'm a big fan of Carney Lansford. So that was. That was definitely a awesome present. Um, what else? There must have been. There must have been something else. I don't want to leave anything out. I had a, it's such a delightful time. I got socks. I got Migos. I got that book. What else? I don't know, man. Maybe that was it. Was that the entirety of what I got? I can't think of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a record. I got a, an LP of the, the Modern Lovers, their self-titled debut, the Modern Lovers. I, I think these dudes are terrific. I got hip to them by my by my pal Sarah Burr, the author of the uh, Fruit Forager's Companion, which is a which is a really great book if you like to uh, like dig around and find fruits and such. You can catch that you can get that on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, any place where they got any place where they got books. But anyway, she hit me to these dudes years ago, and I've been been into them ever since. And the wife was nice enough to get me this give me this nice vinyl copy of the of the record. It's it's a reissue, which is, you know, I don't care. I just, I just want to spin it on my phonograph. So I don't really, I don't really necessarily care when it came out. That was, that was one of my favorite presents. I don't know why it didn't pop out to me sooner. I, I really dug that record, man. I, I don't know. It's nice to have copies of like your favoritist, 
like your favoritest records on on vinyl. I got this. I'd like to get like the first Wu Tang on vinyl and maybe like a Low End Theory by by Tribe Called Quest. Maybe like Four Horsemen by Ultramagnetic. Some of some of the other great rap classics. I also got like a lot of uh, Buck Owens records. That last list was not a list of records that I have. It's a list of records I would like to have. I do have. Got a bunch of, like, Buck Owens, like, a bunch of Waylon Jennings and stuff. I don't know. When it comes to vinyl, I, I feel like I find a lot more, um, like, good country things than I do good good other things. I, I would imagine people just probably hanging on to, like, their good, good rock records and stuff. But anyway, I got this one. I'm excited. I put it in my collection. It's one of my, one of my favorite ones out there now. All right, before we get up out of here, I want to, um, I want to catch up on a few of these tweets and stuff and text and whatever that, that we got piling up here down at the, down at the bottom of the sea. If you want to get ever, if you feel like you want to get a hold of us, you can do so at 707-532-JAMS. That's 707-532-5267. That's the hotline. It's, it's an antiquated answering machine that can also, it can also accept incoming text messages. So you can send some if you feel like it. Let's, uh, let's see what we got going on here at, uh, 707-532-JAMS. 707-532-5267. That's the jingle. So, anyhow, uh, the first one we got here is from our dude, Engineer Nerd. That is, uh, at Engineer Nerd on the tweet. He's a good pal of the show. This was from, this was from before Christmas. This has been sitting here for a while. But it says, how do you deal with a younger co-worker who thought OPP was done by Run DMC? I... I thought that it was too. I'm just kidding. That's that's a tough one, man. You can't you can't expect these youngsters to have a a good respect for hip hop history when hip hop in the state it's in nowadays is almost it's almost laughable, man. Laughable, man. <laughs> On the real though, when things like this come up for me when somebody says something that that may be obvious to me but is not so obviously to them incorrect, I I just usually let it slide. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I I realize I probably should correct them to save them from future embarrassment. This all this all depends also on how well you know the person. If it's like if it's like the wife or the kid or somebody who I'm who I'm near and dear with, I'll let them know just to save them from being embarrassed by by an outsider. But if they are an outsider to me, I may not correct them. But when somebody's in my face with like a real egregious a real egregious, a incorrect, incorrect fact when it pertains to hip hop history. I, I do usually have to let them, let them know the truth, just because I consider myself to be a hip hop historian of sorts. So, I want the, I want the truth out there as opposed to, as opposed to the lies and the rumors and the falsehood. So I don't know. I guess engineer nerd. It all depends how much you want to defend the spirit of real hip hop. The other day over on the, on the Facebook page, that's facebook.com backslash IC Robots, that's I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S, as if I, as if I am looking for robots, I put out the call that I was looking for people to maybe text in or call in and let me know what kind of, what kind of like New Year's resolutions you got. I find sometimes it makes things more real. If you, uh, if you talk about them, it's like you gotta follow through because everybody 
everybody knows you did it. So I got, I got a few. Let's, um, let's take a look and see what we got here. Let me, uh, go on over to the, to the machine and read the, read the printout. It prints out these things on a big roll. Like, when you see, when you see one of those old-timey, like, Wall Street tickers, the stock tickers, it's like that. Let's... Let's see the first one here. This one here is from an unnamed source. If you want to send something in, just let me let me know your name, man. I'd like to uh I'd like to give you props, but at any rate, it says I'd like to exercise more this year and maybe maybe drop some weight. I feel like this is a pretty common one. We could all use more exercise. And I think the I think the secret to getting more exercise is you gotta find something that you like to do. I I feel like I get a fair amount of cardio because I ride my bike a lot. I like riding my bike. It's fun for me to zip around. Try to find something, something that you think is fun. So it's not, it's not like a strenuous activity. It's something that you look forward to. Maybe ride a bike. Riding a bike's a lot of fun. It's not fun. It's not fun up there right now. It's pretty, it's pretty cold and it's not as, not as neat to zip around the hood as it, as it once is, but, um, I definitely wish you luck on that one there, let's see, we got another one here, and this one says, again, unnamed source, just let me know who you are, I want to give you props, but it says, I think that I would like to try to not buy so many action figures this year, especially when I don't even open up half the ones I do, I, I feel you there, I've been buying so many Migos lately, and I still got some, I haven't even, I haven't even busted into yet, but as long as you're not going, as long as you're not going crazy, as long as your bills are paid, as long as everything, everything in your life is taken care of, I feel like, hey, you know, we all deserve to have a hobby, we all deserve to have some joy, so do your best to keep it in reason. It's important when you make a, when you make a resolution, you want to try to make it something that is doable. It's more, it's more important to succeed with something easy than it is to fail at something difficult. But maybe you could look at it like, I will try to set a budget for myself. Like say, maybe instead of buying something every week, I'll put away $10, $15 a week into a jar. And then when something I really, really, really want comes along, I can buy that. I don't know. It's, it's so hard when there's, when there's things out there that you like, you just gotta... You gotta get them. I don't know, man. That collector urge, it's, it's crazy. I definitely wish you luck. Just don't, just don't overspend, man. Make sure you gotta pay for the gas and the water and the food and all that stuff. And then, then go buy yourself a uh, Star Wars Black C-3PO over at Walgreens. I, I appreciate you reaching out to us. We got another one here. Let me, and, uh, let's see. This one comes from my dude, Charles Potomac, and it says, Sorry, I've been sick all year. Very little voice, so I'm gonna have to do a text. My New Year's resolution is to get off my lazy backside and get my podcast and webcomic off the ground and going on a regular schedule. Man, I'll tell you what. It is a lot of work to keep a podcast going on a regular uh, schedule. I feel like... I feel like I'm doing this all the time. So I, I feel you, man. It's hard to get motivated for this kind of, this kind of stuff. But you gotta, you gotta kind of just get started. And once you get started, you start to do it. And then as you start to do it, a, a schedule kind of naturally forms the more, the more time that you spend doing it. I myself, I spend like, I spend a bit of time every day working on it. Maybe not every single day, but like, when I can get away from doing the windows or mopping the floors on the, on the bottom of the sea, I try to find time to do this. It's, 
It's easier for me to work in small increments than it is to work on a show all at once. I know that some people sit down and they record an entire episode. That's hard for me. I, I kind of go segment to segment. Like, I'll do this segment one day when I got a bit of time after mopping the floor, and then the next day I'll do I'll do this segment when I have a little more free time. That that works for me. That may be something you want to consider. My dude, my dude Charles, he has a site and a show called The Last Hometown. You can find that at, I want to make sure I get this right. It's thelasthometown.wordpress.com. And it it's really neat. It focuses on like all these various end of the world pieces of art and fiction and stuff. I, I've i been poking around there, having a, having a pretty good time. So Charles... I wish you all the luck in the world. I I think the best piece of advice that I can give is just get going. Just get started and keep doing it. Eventually you will fall into a routine. I wish you I wish you all the luck. Alright, let's see. We got I don't know, we got time for a couple more, maybe one more. Let's see. This one is from my dude, the necrotic doctor. Hey, what's up, homie? He says, Whatever happened to your weekly visits to the dump? I think he means I think he means the dig, but you could also call it the dump. I I have been going regularly. It's just like not a lot of crazy stuff happens. Also, I have taken that segment and I've moved it over to the the patron only show, the POS. It's not it's not that I, like, want to take it away from you guys who enjoy listening to it. It's more like there isn't anything going on there that really, like, would fill up an entire, like, 20-minute, 30-minute segment. As much as there are, like, a bunch of weird little things. And I've been I've been talking about them over there. I I also have been recording from The Dig. So if you're interested in that, you can, you can get down by joining us over on Patreon for as little... As a dollar a month, there are, there are, as so far, five episodes of that show, and I think on three of those, I've recorded from the, I've recorded from the, uh, dig, so, I don't know, man, that's something to consider, but I, I definitely do appreciate you reaching out to us, I, I think that's about it, man, let's, uh, well, before we get fully out of here, you guys might be wondering, what is, what is my resolution this year? I think that I am going to resolve to try and be, to try to be dignified in the face of stress. I think that if people come up to you and they're stressing you, they're sweating you, they're trying to stunt on you, the best thing that you can do is give them a, uh, give them a good day, sir. Tip your hat and go on your way. If you retain your dignity, if you retain control, you ultimately win. Let's, let's see if I can do that. I don't lose my temper in public, like, all too often, but I... I would like to be more of a gent in the face of creeps. That is, that is my resolution. Also, I want to keep the sugar embargo in effect. So, there you have it. I, uh, we will be back next week. I think we're going to take a look at the movie list. That's our, that's our once a year episode where I take a look at all the movies that I saw last year. This year, this year, I, I think I saw 86. So, we'll... We'll go through that. It's a lot more fun than it sounds. And until we meet again, if you don't know, now you know. Because we only have one rule on this team. What is that rule, Twiggy? E-L-E. That's right, E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. 
IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported indie If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Allowing anxiety to overcome you will only hinder the efficiency of our efforts.